0: Welcome,
1: one, welcome all to the greatest show of them all the <laughs> NFC East mixtape. You can listen to the show in any of four different NFC East related platforms across SB Nation. Blog of the Boys for Dallas Cowboys coverage, Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles, Big Blue View for New York Giants, and Hogshaven for Washington Commanders. You can also watch this on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. I say this, it is a product that is put together by our fantastic producer, Rachelle Prevet, also of Bleeding Green Nation. He is Brandon Lee Gouton also of Bleeding Green Nation. I am Arjo Choa of Blog of the Boys. B-L-G. Happy Tuesday to us. Happy Wednesday to the listener. Happy last week without any football activity of any single kind for the next seven months. So, yeah.
0: TGIF, RJ. Um, I have to get to a correction (laughs) at the top of the show. There's a listener in the YouTube comments, I believe on the Blogging the Boys page, and they wanted us to correct the fact that Eli Manning, he's not a 500 starter. Because you have to include the postseason too. So when you include mm, mm. his eight and four record in the postseason to his one hundred and seventeen to one hundred and seventeen regular season record, he's not a five hundred starter. He's a .508 career starter. So wow, I really had it wrong. Um,
1: you know there are a handful of Eli stands, um, and I will, you know, I, I I respect like a stand of anything. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I respect. Loving something so much that you're willing to go to bat for. Well, yeah, like Mm. if you love something so much that you're willing to argue about it, I I respect that you love something that much. I might disagree with you. Um, But um, so... Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Like everything about Eli annoys me. Like I, I've just reached that point. I don't, I, I know you're a big golf guy. Uh, the open championship was this past weekend and it's a, a big golf tournament that happens every year, rotates um, locations. It was at the old course, which is the home of golf, big, big thing in the, in the golf world, uh, Brandon. Um, and so a lot, it's like on a lot of people's bucket list to go there, experience it, whatever. And so when this tournament is there, it's like a big old ta and I saw Peyton Manning, uh, posted a photo on his Instagram story. It was him and Eli. And I was like, man, that's so cool. Peyton's getting to like be there experiences. Then I was like, but Eli's there, you know, like it just, it just like irks at you, um, on this subject. I don't know if I've ever said this on the NFC's mixtape. I tried to make a nickname for Peyton Manning catch on that never did. And I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay. People called him the sheriff. Right. Which I think was kind of dumb. Like that, you know, was be a better that name a for it. I sub- that, exactly. Thank you. For, I've long said, Brandon, that uh, team's rings of honor should be called something to do with their like mascot. Like the Broncos should be like the stable of honor. Mm. You know, the, the Jets could be like the the hangar of honor. You know what I'm saying? So I love where your head is at as we start this episode. Um, but Peytonium, I wanted that to be his nickname <laughs> so badly. Me? It's like
0: some, I mean, Dude, new, that neutron sounds neutron cool. stuff right here. <laughs>
1: That sounds cool. Um, I wanted to get your take on one last thing uh, before we started today, we are going to put together our NFC East all-stars from a special teams perspective. And because that will only take five minutes, we are then going to discuss our biggest questions heading into training camp, biggest questions, obviously for all four teams. Are you ready for my final thing? Because I was told by many people to bring this up to you. All right. So, um, I'm, this is, I'm going to make this a compliment for Uh you. You are really good at eating food Mm. um like better than most people if that makes sense like you're so willing to try things willing to explore willing to combine flavors and you know pair them with drinks and things like that and and understand Mm. you know the 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 chemistry of eating food um and i respect and admire that about you um i love you Uh brandon anyway uh so i i will be the first to admit that as a child i was a bit of a picky eater i uh, and that's the case for a lot of children i used to eat my hamburgers plain and dry i was one of those you know like i don't want my food touching sort of things and i think that i decided at some point that cheesecake was gross and then i forgot i think i decided that and then forgot um, Just because I was like, ew, cheese. I don't want cheese in my burgers. Cheese, cheese, you know what I mean? Like, again, I'm not like defending this. You know, five year old decision. Um, at The age of five year old, not that it's uh, actually a five year old decision. Um, And so last Friday, my wife and I, somebody gave us a cheesecake, and we brought it into our home. We were watching some Friends on, on the tube, having a good time, and and she got up to get a piece, and I said, looks kind of good. And I've actually there's an episode of Friends where Chandler and Rachel really love a cheesecake, and I always kind of thought like that looks kind of good in that episode. And so she was like, it is good. You should try it. She's, you know, as my wife, she's like quick, get over this stuff, try different foods, you know, whatever. So she's introduced me to, you know, I I wouldn't love Brussels sprouts if it weren't for my wife is is one example. Um, So I tried the cheesecake and um, holy crap, that's my bad. I'll take that L I was missing out for a long time. I'm
0: so glad you brought this up because I actually brought this up. So I heard this, I believe this morning, Tuesday morning, I think you brought this up at the end of Monday football Monday, if I'm not mistaken at some point yeah, I yeah, and, yeah. I, and I listened to it I listened to the first half like yesterday and the, the, the second half today on Tuesdays we're recording and I got so mad so viscerally mad when I heard you hadn't had cheesecake in your entire life you're older than me which like that, that's I, I get so mad that I brought it up to Elizabeth and Holden who are Paul's parents who I saw this morning when I ran into, into them because they're big listeners of the mixtape as well because they were like, hey, what do you got going on today? And I'm like, well, I had to do the mixtape. And then it instantly clicked that. I was like, I'm so mad that RJ said he had never had cheesecake. It's such a ridiculous thing to say and also to, to not do, to never have cheesecake in your life. And I'm glad you finally had it because it's good. What kind? Did we get? Did you mention what kind?
1: I didn't and I got a lot of like you got to try this, you got to try that. There were all sorts of like and there were, like there was so many people who made that like they literally have a factory for like you know there were that joke was made a million times. Um it was oh, yeah. strawberry cheesecake and and there were there were like thin slices of strawberries on it which were great. Um and so after the first couple of bites I said, "Man, this is really good. I'm going to eat like because it was most of a cake that we were given, uh, by, you know, by a neighbor, and um, and she was like, "No, you're not." She was like, "You'll you'll see, like, kind of as you're done with that piece, like it's a little, it's a little bit more filling than than kind of meets the eye." And I do kind of think that I really liked it. Like, I'm not trying to at all imply or infer that it wasn't great, but the actual like cream cheese is a you know, it's a little bit it, it, it seeps in mm-hmm. and it, and it just kind of expands when, once you hit it. Um, I don't think this is like a vogue take or, or this is a vogue take rather. The crust was my favorite part um but somebody recommended i forgot what it was uh, to be honest but they sent a link to me of of, like this you know really popular cheesecake chain i think you can like order them and they're gonna be like delivered to your house wherever you live and i was looking at the photos and one looked amazing so as i understand this was kind of like a conventional cheesecake like crust at the bottom cream cheese fruit slices on top i'm sure Mm -hmm. you've had that with cherries strawberries you know blueberries i don't know whatever um but this one looked really good, Brandon. It was like as if the cheese, the cream cheese, was in like a pocket mm. of crust. Like the crust extended up and covered it on the top. That's what I want to try.
0: To me, when you're having a cheesecake, what makes a good cheesecake? It's got to be a thick, boy, in the sense of like you. You have to be able to kind of if you're putting your fork in it to kind of cut, you know, cut it, let's say, I went
1: fork. I went spoon. That's an interesting, Yeah, I'd probably do a fork already difference. right here. Like
0: there has to be resistance. It can't just be like, you know, straight down. It can't be weak sauce. Like it has to be there has ah. to, like almost like a consistency of cheese a little bit. Like it has to give you some kind of resistance. Mm. Also to me, like you can go a bunch of different ways with it. I like a, just like, you know, a, a chocolate chip cheesecake, really simple. Keep it simple and good. Um, didn't, so so here's how it came up. Didn't Rachelle, where did she say had good cheesecakes? Didn't she bring it up? Did she say TGI Fridays uh, was, or am
1: I crazy? Uh, TGA fr- TGI Fridays. Okay. Yeah, she said so that on Monday. TGI up Monday.
0: again. Yeah. But like, I, I was so shocked she didn't say the Cheesecake Factory. I was like, Rachelle, what are we doing here?
1: I mean, I respect, Ra- Rachelle's a super clever person. So I re- I respect that she didn't just take that low-hanging fruit. You know what I mean? I got to go Chili's, by the way, um, so, um, over TGI
0: Fridays. Not a sponsor, but I'm I'm team Chili's over Applebee's any day whoa. of the week.
1: Yeah. Okay. Team Chili's over
0: Applebee's? Is that what you're Yeah. Said? And like TJ Fridays, all that kind of, you know, any kind of in that realm there, it's Chili's number one.
1: Mm. What else is in that realm? Uh, Chili's, those are three solid ones. I don't, there's like other stuff. TJF, that, maybe Cheddars.
0: Yeah. Like things that might be a little bit more localized, but like in that kind of ilk. Like, you know, it's like that chain generic kind of place. um Good deals. Uh, also I want to hear from the people, RJ, what is your favorite cheesecake? You can, you can add us on Twitter mm-hmm. at RJ Ochoa and at Brandon. Yep.
1: Instagram as well. Uh, so, um, you, um, you know, I thought of you cause I was like, Brandon would be proud. I grew up, I experienced this new thing. Um, so I don't know what's next on my list. I've, you know what, actually I I will decree you right now. I've never had pumpkin pie cause I'm not like <sighs> fond of the pump of, of, of pumpkin as a
0: taste, you know, I, and and they make like, pumpkin pie cheesecakes this might
1: upset you more well this might upset you more um my like opinion on on pumpkin is, is sort of based off of trying like pumpkin spice latte stuff um and so you know i'm willing to give it a chance like i'm willing to admit that i've been wrong on a lot of things so if, if any and similarly we want to hear your opinions on cheesecakes but if you have a, an opinion on how i need to try pumpkin pie for the first time what kind of pumpkin pie whether it needs to be hot or cold a fork or a spoon we want the full 101. um are you ready to proceed yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And now that we're like 10 minutes into the show
1: yes uh nfc east all-stars on special teams um what do we want to do we want to do kicker punter long snapper punter, a a gunner long snapper
0: kick returner punt returner and then i was going to throw in like a special teams player but i had a tough time coming up with one to be honest um so i think we're just going to keep it to those first five that i said let's start with kicker these are pretty straightforward it's jake elliott he's coming off a pro bowl season um who else would you even put in here
1: uh, I mean, nobody, the Cowboys, just to you know, speak on my local team, um, don't have a, a, I mean, their kicker is a rookie in all likelihood, Jonathan Garabay, an undrafted free agent. And so, I mean, can't really you know believe in him. I don't really think New York or Washington have anything to kind of be proud of. Um, I mean, we're talking about Graham Gonneau, um and, and I mean, Joey Sly has had some moments in the NFL, but yeah, it's Jake. Gally. This isn't a close competition.
0: He, Are we ready for the, punt? well, he was 90.9% from field goal range, 30 of 58. So pretty good. Um, made all three of his kicks from 50 plus, And then he was 44 for 44 on extra points. So didn't miss a single one all year. That's been an issue for him in the past. He'd always missed like a few a season. So uh good job by him. Hunter. This one's also pretty obvious. Why don't you say who it is?
1: I, I want, you know, I thought that I would make you angry with some of the things uh, that I said about food and cheesecake and pumpkin pie and whatnot. It's Brian Anger, who most people don't know, by the way, Brandon, um, obviously Cowboys punter now, a Texans punter before that, but was initially drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars back in 2012. He gave birth to Rich Eisen's punters are people too long it was Brian Anger so uh the 10-year anniversary of that passed a a few months ago Uh, a little fun fact for you there but Brian Anger also coming off of a Pro Bowl season um I maintain obviously I can't prove this but uh Cowboy Special Teams Coordinator John Fossil would not have had Brian Anger on the roster if Johnny Hecker had been released I know we talked about that in the training camp discussions we had a year ago um so it worked out for Dallas Johnny Hecker do you know where he is now by the way no he gave up number six in Carolina to Baker Mayfield. Mm. So um, he's already had uh, uh, a fun, quirky storyline. Johnny Hecker, so cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, way to go, Brian Inker.
0: Should also say, you know, Tress Way, probably also in consideration as a close second, um, had the same average as Brian Anker did last year, but was not second team all pro and a pro bowler. So, I mean, kind of hard to not give it to anger here.
1: Mm-hmm. um kick returner i think is very obvious
0: um no, 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 i don't mean, long snapper it,
1: oh no long snapper i don't care i mean who who do you want it to be
0: i, I mean. have some long snapper <laughs> facts some data to support this rj it's rick lovato last year you tried to make an argument for jake McQuaid. is it uh i can prove to you without a shadow of a doubt that it should be rick lovato had a 69.6 pff grade last year McQuaid. nice Cameron Cheeseman good name but 59.2 and then the Giants long snapper Casey Kreider had a 36.0 he stunk man uh so it's Rick Lovato for the second straight year
1: okay great I offer no fight uh Tony Pollard is the kick returner and and I mean depends how we like how crafty we want to be like is he just returning everything he might as well I mean he's We 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 had him as the NFC the only two time All Star two way All Star Mm -hmm. here on the NFC's mixtape this year uh, because we agreed he was the most dynamic running back of the group so he has to be the the returner and I'm fine throw him out for kick returns punt returns just give him all the opportunities with the football in his pants
0: okay but officially kick returner because I want to do a punt returner too but it's hard to argue otherwise okay the only thing you could say I guess is like is he and uh, the answer is no but would he potentially have so big of a role and when they actually fade out Zeke that you know they. wouldn't want him to return kicks I I would guess the answer is no on that at least for now uh that's all I had I will say file this name away RJ Jason Huntley he's the best kick returner on the Eagles he had like five kick returns in college a really good college kick returner for whatever reason the Eagles didn't use him last year and those have heard me before on BGN radio will recall me saying he only had three returns last season and they all came against the Cowboys to leave in that week 18 game and one of those three returns rj was the second longest of the season like <laughs> in is it is three mm. opportunities almost had the best return of the season like what were they doing it was very i, I said i have a tweet from back in like september of, like well i'm bummed the eagles didn't keep jason huntley on the roster because he's clearly their big best kick returner and they didn't and they really stunk in that regard and it's not like kick returner makes a big difference uh, in today's nfl we're not in the era of uh remember remember josh cribs rj i feel like josh cribs kind of gets forgotten in uh
1: I mean, I think I I was actually going to ask you about this, um, or I, I kind of flipped this question on you. Everybody remembers Devin mm-hmm. Hester, like, obviously, like, he's like, and I'm somebody who believes, like, put him in the Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, obviously, Josh Cribs was, was Devin Hester light, yeah, um, but I was going to I was going to ask you, like, who who had that role? the Josh Cribs, Devin Hester sort of role for the Eagles? Has anyone, like, in recent history had that role? Because there is an answer for the Cowboys. Well,
0: it's a little – it's going back a bit now, and most of his career came with Washington, so he kind of gets more remembered for that part of his career. But it's Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell is, like, a really good returner, mm. and uh, I would say him.
1: Mm. Uh, the Cowboys' answer, I don't know if you recall, is Dwayne Harris. Um, he was just kind of a, a specialty returner. Yeah. He, he had some, like, moments as a receiver, uh, but Dwayne Harris, Dwayne Harris just kind of had these – had this like proclivity for pulling off these, like, you know, I, I you know, I vividly recall there was a Sunday night game against Washington. He took the house, uh, but always just kind of managed to, to kind of do the right thing, make the right decision. Um, and uh, I didn't want to forget, I think we have to shout it out. Tony Pollard did have a kickoff return for a touchdown last year, and it was on Thanksgiving day against the Las Vegas Raiders, the game in which the Dallas Cowboys lost in super heartbreaking. And the
0: Raiders game. used so, to be yeah. the team that, uh, your guy was on after he left the Cowboys, Dwayne Harris.
1: He initially left them for the New York right. Giants though. So there was um, a little bit of, you know, bad blood there. Um okay, punt returner, uh, not CD Lamb. That's really all I care about. Like right. I'm, like how do, where do you fall on, Where do you follow on this by the way? Like like if this like is this like a training camp question like should Devontae Smith return punts? Like no. you know, are you somebody who's like, "Yeah, I want to see it," or are you like, "Absolutely not. It's not worth it."
0: <clears throat> well, to me with DeVonte specifically, uh it's, you know, it's like break glass in case of emergency kind of situation you know like you really need a spark you're down like really big early in the game let's say or you know you're kind of hail mary mode so to speak at the end uh and you need kind of like deshaun jackson to kind of pull uh, a miracle out of his behind like he did once upon a time
1: the miracle at the
0: meadowlands part
1: two uh
0: so yeah, I, I think situationally like that, I would like to see that. Cause by the way, Devontae had like really good college return numbers. I think that's kind of an underrated part of his game. But they're clearly just not going to do that because of his offensive role, which is the same problem I think we have here with CD. It's like it's hard to put him on there. Like, is he probably the best player right now? Yeah, but can we really put him on there, especially with Amari leaving?
1: hmm Um, yeah, no, sorry, CD, uh not making a cut so, here. Um, who is it then? <laughs> as a punt returner. I have an answer. I mean, um, I mean, if we're cheating, um, here, so these are the punters that our lads has listed mm-hmm. just so we're dealing in this, uh, Alex Erickson yeah. for, I think that's the answer. Uh, commanders. Well, so I loved him in, was it in Cincinnati? Yep, um, that's
0: where he was for his first five seasons. I
1: I loved him in Cincinnati. And so, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's get a commander in here. We haven't shown them a lot of love. Alex Erickson, congratulations. Here's your official NFC All-Stars
0: jet. He had 10.1 yards per return back in his last, like, you know, kind of uh, active season, I would say, more so. And since he last year with the Panthers, still had 23 returns, dropped down to 8.9, which is still decent. So his career is 8.1. Um, his worst years came earlier in his career. Since then, he's been better um has what no hasn't have a touchdown yet and isn't like you know he's not like darren sproles or dante hall or someone truly electric back there but he's Mm -hmm. like a guy who like knows how to get positive yards uh and yeah you'll take it
1: and like i think it gets underrated and not to be the like oh wow he knows what he's doing but like not it feels like not every return man in both a kick and punt return situation Fully knows the rules. You know what I mean. Like there, always tends to be like an example to every season of like somebody who just like understood something in a different way.
0: Um, Cobb. And so, um, back when he was on the Packers, or was it him? Yeah, I think it was him. Or who was the other guy? Finley? No. Uh, what's his name? Eighty-eight. Ty Montgomery. Remember? Have you ever seen those clips on YouTube of like like a thousand IQ plays in the NFL where it ha- somehow it happened to the Packers a couple of times where the kickoff bounced near out of bounds like near the sideline and he just let it roll. well no he, well, he he yeah he let it onto the ground but instead of like so it's in play but what he would do is he would lay down so his legs would be touching out of bounds and then, and then touch it because and then touch because it then that by this yeah. is by the rule if you are out of bounds and you touch the ball the ball is also out of bounds so that's like a really smart thing to that's do. Awesome. yeah it's really smart and
1: then really so cool. that's the, kick uh, at like the
0: 40 right like you, you start at the 40 instead of the 20 or where else
1: correct it's the twenty five now. Twenty five, yeah. Um, so it's a big you're deal, right? Like, right. Um, that feels like one of those rules we forgot happened. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you know, whatever. But okay. Uh, Gunner C J Goodwin, okay. who is that's like his thing. That's know. like his I one job know. in Dallas. Yeah. Is, no opinion. I mean, so you agree, C J Goodwin? Glad, glad we agree. Universal agreement. I just
0: right have no opinion. Cool. I didn't say agree.
1: <laughs> okay, so C J Goodwin it is. Um, so our kicker is Jake Elliott.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Puncher Brian Anger. I forgot who our long snapper is um rick lovato kickoff return man tony pollard returner alex erickson and gunner cj goodwin uh congratulations that concludes the 2022 wow. nfc east all-stars um along the subject of the all-stars i have a question before you before we get into biggest questions heading into training camp if you'll sure. allow me have you ever been to an all-star event like a no. pro sports event um like like anything what do you think would be the most and least interesting? And, and you, can, you can answer anything. So, like, for the NFL, uh, it's really only the Pro Bowl. You can't, you can't be like, oh, I missed back in the day when they had the, like, awesome things. Like, yeah, we all missed that. Like, that would be great, but that's not a real thing. Uh, you can say All-Star Saturday night in the NBA. I have been to that. Um, so, you could see the dunk contest, three-point contest, you know, et cetera. The all star game, you could say the home run derby, which we just had. And tonight, Tuesday night, the night we're recording is the NBA all star game. So, what would be the coolest experience? What would be the least cool experience?
0: Um, I don't know. I've never really thought about this, RJ. Probably, the, I think the NBA all star game, I think probably would be the coolest to go to. That's my answer.
1: <laughs> and the least school. cool. You have to answer both.
0: Um, probably NHL.
1: I agree. Um, I don't think the Pro Bowl would be that cool.
0: Yeah, that is true. It's, I mean, I think I watched some of it this year. Not the whole thing, but I like turned it on to see some of it. And yeah, I don't. There's really nothing you can do. Everyone's like, oh, how do you fix the Pro Bowl? You can't do anything. You can't. It can't be saved. It's just you have to do something that isn't the Pro Bowl. And even then, do people really care? No. (laughs) Um,
1: I think the Home Run Derby would be kind of fun, but it would game. get kind of old. I think it's fun. It would, it would get kind of old. Um, yeah, it's not great. But it's, but, it's kind um, of
0: cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, all right, we're going to take a very quick break to hear word from our sponsor, and then we're going to ask the biggest questions heading into training camp. Brandon, welcome back for the break. You ate a whole cheesecake, you said, throughout the break. The YouTube audience even saw it do you feel full
0: i feel content i'm not stuffed i just feel good
1: what's the biggest whole thing you've ever eaten like maybe that's like a whole yeah i mean this is a really easy answer
0: so there's really kind of two answers to this one is two entire pizzas one time and the other time was 36 inches of hoagie and both times really full but both times also really good okay that's a lot rj Not Um, reacting properly. Would you put
1: Would you put hot sauce on the pizza?
0: Yeah, of course. Why not? What are you talking about? I don't know. That's like a that's a normal thing. And and what kind? You. Uh, It depends. I like Hank sauce a lot, but uh, hard to go wrong with a Crystal. Crystal is a good one.
1: Um, would you put Cholula
0: on the pizza? I had Cholula one time. Maybe I need to try it again, but I wasn't a fan. Got to got to retry it. I. I,
1: you mean like in general you've only had little one think time so
0: yeah that i know wow been... you got to
1: be careful though because it's it's a glass bottle yeah. and so like as you're getting it out of the fridge if you're like if it's a tile situation mm, you drop it it's big wow mess, so. did you do that <laughs> yeah watch out i didn't do that my friend jimmy did that mm, um, jimmy not jimmy kamski uh but uh it was a, a different jimmy who did that and uh, I t- i'll tell that story we actually dropped a, a like a tub of salsa last week in our fridge i had to get the dog you the know, brian
0: right? malone you are Kevin uh, Malone. Yeah, okay. They Kevin Malone from The Office. Remember the chili? He dumps it. You've seen The Office. It's your favorite show.
1: I, I hate certain things that like have become over. Like anytime anyone makes a mess of anything, uh, like whatever social company it is, like like uses that. It's like okay,
0: we get. It. I hate. You wasting,
1: know? I actually. I hate
0: wasted food. And I kind like of like that. Like that was probably some really good chili that it's dumped all over the floor and wasted it. Also, the,
1: I don't know. That was probably really good, but I'm decent. starting to kind of like i hate i hate how people treat the office as underrated that's a take of mine like i hate i guarantee you if either one of us i could tweet right now i could be like the the tweet could literally say i don't care what anybody says the office is the greatest show of all time it would get like five million likes because like people be like yes 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 and then you would get like the like four other million people would be like no parks and rec is better like nobody's having these arguments
0: i I see a lot of the like the like my hottest take is Parks and Rec is better than The Office. That's not a hot take. Like, come yeah. on, like everyone, I feel like, okay. like thinks that, Thanks. like, because they don't want to say The Office is cool because that's not cool. Um, the other moment in uh cinematic history, or you know, I guess I'm including TV shows in this, is in Breaking Bad, where Walter White throws the pizza on the roof that made me so mad and why was it why did it have to be a pepperoni pizza you're gonna waste the pizza anyway why don't just make it a plain pizza you put pepperoni on a pizza throw it on a roof and waste it i could have had that it was also very large like yeah. it was it
1: was a larger than normal right. pepperoni like pizza. an extra large um,
0: pepperoni pizza they could have given it to me instead they threw it on a roof and they wasted it
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm I bet you were real pissed off when Lucy and uh Ethel smashed the grapes or whatever with their feet or whatever it was and
0: um uh, I love Lucy I don't know yeah because I all that reason.
1: uh uh anyway okay biggest questions heading into training camp the podcast audience cannot see this but we even have a banner that asks the question for the YouTube audience I guess we'll each come up with one question for each team we didn't totally decide the rules but I think that's fair
0: I guess
1: let's start with Washington why not Okay. You ready? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go first. Sure. Here's my question What if Carson Wentz is good? Mm. And I don't mean like, holy crap, but like, what if he's like moderately good? Like, what if he's an average starting quarterback? Like, if, if he is the 16th best quarterback in the NFL, is that not the best quarterback that they've had, like, relative to like context in, I don't know, like five, six, seven years? So
0: here's my thing on Wentz, RJ. Ooh, Here, here's, here's my one point of like, how could you possibly think this would work? Cause we've said that before. I've said that before, right? Especially when we did the emergency tri- podcast and the trade happened, I was like, what is Washington possibly selling themselves on? And the only thing I guess I can think of now is that my biggest criticism of him, or at least one of them has been the inability to be honest with himself and going to Indy, was an experience where he didn't have to be because Frank Reich was still there and he was like, okay, the Eagles were wrong. I'm still good. I'm not back with Frank Reich. I'm all good. Like I'm still the man, but now it's really hard. I think for him to be in that spot given the, how, the way last season ended and given that he's in an entirely new building with people like he doesn't have familiarity with, I think that is the one thing you can point to and be like, okay, maybe he will finally will change because the environment has changed so much again, I have a hard time fully believing that because I think that's kind of just baked in him at some level, but that is the only like saving grace I can think of.
1: Yeah. Like that's a really great point. Like what if he truly has been humbled? Like I maybe, if, like, maybe that you're kind of like rewording my question that, and that would make sense. Like I, I even think something like, and I've made well note of this on the Espionation NFL show, but like, I, I don't know. Maybe I credit the Eagles for this. Cause like they didn't have to go out of their way to like, Thank Carson when they traded him away, but they were not jerks to him. And like on one hand you could throw I mean, you can you have to like acknowledge Carson did a lot for the Eagles organization, helped them win a Super Bowl, whatever, but <laughs> but but my my point is like the Colts have like destroyed him. You know what I mean? Right. Like I think like whatever whatever like pent- up negative energy Carson had towards the Eagles came only like from what occurred throughout the divide. I think the negative energy he probably feels for the Colts has probably come only since the divide as they have done everything they can to like sacrifice his public image in the name of maintaining theirs. Um so I you know, I think Carson's probably like, you know what? It's time to grow up a little bit. This, you know, this was his truly like falling on on his bum. He's getting up. He's dusting himself off. And yeah, what if he's good? That's, that could be really different, you know, in this division. That'd be interesting.
0: All right. My biggest question, because I already kind of gave my thoughts on that would be, what do we see out of John Dotson? Like, can he come in and be a difference maker? Because, you know, it was interesting, you know, the the machinations of what Washington had to do. They really, you know, they really could have traded that pick if they wanted to pay A.J. Brown, in addition to Terry McLaurin, they could have done that because, like, they traded a pick that was higher than the pick that the Eagles traded, right, for A.J. Brown. So um, they got Dotson instead. It seems like they're really counting on him to be a immediate kind of uh, contributor. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Like, who is the other receiver that Washington has outside of Terry McLaurin? And I think, especially when you look at how Carson Wentz plays, and Carson Wentz doesn't love to go outside the numbers as much as he loves to go over the middle of the field and throw more specifically throw to his tight ends typically. And I know Johnson's not a tight end, but like, can he develop chemistry with his receivers? I guess you can throw tight end in there because it's not like Washington necessarily has a ton of proven options. I mean, Logan Thomas has shown potential, but he's had some injury issues. Um, And then behind him, what do you have? John Bates, Cole Turner, like no one. Uh, no one behind him so I'm interested to see kind of it's an extension of when so I'm not going to double up on him because he took it but like you know how is he gelling with his receivers I think specifically Dotson
1: I agree I I mean if we talk like what exists in the like world of practical possibilities like the finite possibilities here this season it's it's possible that at season's end we're saying like you know the Washington has the best receiver doing in the division that's totally possible, right? Like, I mean, it's it's drastically like elevated by Terry McLaurin, but if like it is not, in, it is not difficult by any means to come in. I'm not trying to like minimize what these players have done, but it's like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. We have learned over and over and over again that you can just come in and take over the NFL by storm. What if Jahan Dotson is like of, like cut of that cloth, and all of a sudden now you have two elite receivers, two very good, however you want to put it, receivers. I mean, that you're right. Like there are a lot of like. A lot of momentum swings one way if he turns out to be solid, reliable, even just moderately good. I I mean, he gives them, you know, he gives them another passing option, which they haven't had. If Carson is stable, he gives them an actual, literal passing option. Um, I don't don't think we have any questions about the Washington defense. I think we kind of trust it to just kind of like maintain somewhat status quo. Just Chase Young's Um, health,
0: really. But, you know, I think we're just going to assume that he gets back at some point and is fine.
1: Okay, uh, we want to go New York Giants next? Let's go That's to the
0: G-Men. The, the teams we never talk about, RJ, the Commanders and the Giants. We're, we're going first to them today. Mm,
1: okay. So that means you okay. go first because I went first last night.
0: I guess I'm just curious to see, you know, what is it Brian Dable training camp? What is that like? How to what extent is there a mm. real culture change? Because we think back to Joe Judd's coming in and there was a lot of hairy high school kind of stuff going on with you know making his players do laps and push-ups and all this kind of stuff. Is that an
1: expression? I've I've never heard that before. Is that a real it expression? It absolutely
0: is. Jimmy likes to say it a lot. Google it. I mean, you can do that while I'm talking here. Um yeah, I, I think it's it'll be very interesting. Now, I, I fully expect not to see stuff like that, but I'm interested to see what it does look like, and I'm sure we're going to get a ton of pop pieces. Like, Brian Dable, I think you talked about it on Monday Football Monday. Like, he's going to do something where he's, like, really hands-on. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is totally different because uh, people eat that stuff up. But I am curious to see what does a Brian Dable training camp look like? Are guys buying in, um, especially for a team that – doesn't have these super high expectations it's like okay can we lay a foundation here can we can we get a buy-in um any kind of read of where the giants are and uh probably honestly the best thing for them would be a very quiet camp a camp where they're not making headlines for the reasons like they were with joe judge
1: um so that's a really good question um i do think like we will get then like we'll get like the New York post something article like these, these aren't Joe judges practices anymore, or like there, there will be some like very, very clear and obvious. Like there won't be a single fight. Remember when (laughs) Joe judges teams were like brawling with each other, it will be something like that. Mm -hmm. Like we'll get some like New York writer. That's like, wow, I haven't seen a fight. Are we sure this is a giant's practice? You know, something like that. Um, So I think that's a really good answer or a really good question. Rather my biggest question surrounding the New York giants entering training camp, uh, really is Kayvon Thibodeau. Like that's yeah. just my question. Like, what what is he like? Is he like I, I don't like putting a ton of stock into like leadership unless it's like a extremely rare and exceptional leader, like say Dak Prescott, obviously. Um, but this team is kind of void of that. Like I know Saquon's like the face of the Giants, but is he really like the leader? Um, so do you listen to the Around the NFL no. podcast by chance? We've never talked about this, but okay. So you know. But obviously a super mega popular NFL podcast. The the gentlemen from NFL media, they do a great job, obviously hustling and moving and grinding. Um so did you see the heat that Kayvon Thibodeau caught from his appearance on this no. show? I meant to bring this up on this on the mixed 10. So Kayvon Thibodeau uh was on the around the NFL podcast in the lead up to the draft. Um just kind of like hey, you know, and uh one of the hosts Dan Hansis is a Jets fan. So like, hey, you know, maybe you might end up a oh. Jet or whatever blah blah. And su- he-, he was super funny and charming and witty and clever, like 10 out of 10 sort of appearance, but again, it's the lead up to the draft like all these guys tend to kind of like crush those sort of things. Um so he's on, you know, right after being drafted OK, like not the same thing. Super pumped. I want to be. I'm, I'm a giant now. Whatever. Like, oh, I got to get an apartment in New Jersey, blah, 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 whatever. Um, he was on after that. Um, And one of the other hosts, Mark Sessler, is a little bit more eclectic, a little bit more of a, of a you know, unique thinker. Um, uh, And that's what makes the the podcast great. And they had some like funny questions for Kayvon David, like very clearly just having a good time. You know what I mean? Like not not taking anything seriously. And he was kind of like terse. You know he was kind of mm. you know not into it not not really kind of you know willing to to tick for tack, not willing to kind of ping and pong um and it was really odd there was what ping yeah. and pong tick and tack those are those are phrases um and it just was kind of a bad look for him, i thought um you know not not willing to like you know he he just kind of seemed like not fun um and may- maybe i'm reading too much into it but is he who, which guy is he because like my point is like in in the i don't know 50 day span that he was on that show three different times we saw three different versions mm-hmm. or we heard rather three different versions of cave on so who is he who is this guy like who who because saquon may be the the you know the face, but I think Kayvon Thibodeau is the front man for the New York Giants. And so what does this culture look like that he is kind of the bedrock for as they start to rebuild what they hope is obviously a legitimate football
0: team? Yeah, and in fairness to him, you know, maybe he's having a bad day. I don't know. But um,
1: sure, yeah. I mean, anything's possible. I'm just yeah,
0: I I just want to include that in there just to be fair to him, you know, the objective fair journalist that we are. But I I've said, you know, about Thibodeau before, I think it's definitely going to be an interesting player to watch. I almost think he is primed to disappoint based on how he, um, you know, he's coming in with these big expectations. Okay. You know, the giants kind of got a steal or whatever at number five, they, they, they gotten him when he could have been the number one overall pick. And I just think people are kind of expecting really big things from a guy who didn't have, the the biggest rj is messaging me uh on slack is on the podcast and yes i did see it rj okay so
1: you're you've seen
0: my message Yeah. rj has to go take care of something real quick so i'm just gonna uh, i will vamp while he is gone he'll be back shortly so uh with thibodeau i've said it before i'll say it again i just think that when you see these red flags pop up like they did with him a lot of people want to be like well actually that's just other nfl gms just making stuff up about him to try to push him down the draft board so they can get him. And again, there's probably some of that that isn't untrue at the same time. I think one would be remiss just to ignore all of those red flags because there probably is some truth in them. And I think it's going to be very interesting to monitor if he can live up to that pressure uh, as the kind of this face of this new giants era that he is in addition to Dable and Dana Jones if he lasts, but very much TBD there. So you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see, uh, Thibodeau, what you get out of him early in training camp. RJ, as you were gone, I was just talking about how, you know, I my whole thing with Thibodeau and, and summation has been – you can't just push all those red flags aside and say they're totally BS. They're coming from nowhere. Like, no. there's There could be something to them. Let's monitor that. It's something you file away for later.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like,
0: so like Justin Fields the, fell for a kick, reason. The- it's not just because, like – oh everyone is so dumb and the bears outsmarted everyone or
1: or like or like everyone is wrong and this one team is right and to be fair like you know Thibodeau didn't fall as far as Fields did obviously um incidentally Fields was taken with the pick that initially belonged Mm. to the New York Giants but um but yeah I mean like so um the around the NFL has a subreddit um that you know fans of the show listen to and like that's where I really saw the majority of flack Mm. for for Thibodeau and there were there were some people who were like hey you know because there were some like arguable debatable questions that he should or shouldn't have been asked but again they kind of fit the theme of the show and it's kind of like well if this is your third appearance on the show you should know the tenor of it by now so like again i think it's like a it's an interesting argument and debate to have and so if anyone isn't around the nfl fan uh, i'm certainly interested to hear what your thoughts were on on his appearances but um it it, it just was interesting i mean i haven't really seen a player kind of get feedback like that for an appearance somewhere like generally it's kind of like you look at like Tyreek Hill and the the comments he makes on his podcast. It's one sided, one sort of way. And everything is kind of cut from that. Like you, it's kind of the same guy making the same co- sort of comments versus this. Again, it, it wasn't Jekyll and Hyde. I don't want to like say that, but it was just different. And so um, he's he's he plays in a very, very large market. I'm, it's been a long time since we've had. Um, so, like, I'm a, I'm a Houston Astros fan. So, like, I, Aaron Judge is really annoying, right? Because like the world loves him because he plays for the Yankees. It's in New York, blah blah blah. Like, we haven't had that that persona for a long time in the NFL. That like face of New York. Um, and that that goes both ways i would say the last true face of new york was mark sanchez um and so i'm interested to see if Kayvon inherits that if he becomes joe judge like and if he is don't joe judge aaron judge like um did i say joe or aaron a minute ago but either way um i'm just very i'm very interested to see like it's because he also talked about how he's not opposed to like some rookie things like carrying pads and things like that but he's going to stand up for himself and we've seen those stories blow up too like I remember Des Bryant wouldn't wouldn't do rookie things and you know so it I'm very very interested to watch how that all unfolds.
0: What you're telling me about this podcast appearance reminds me a little bit of an interview, I can't remember when exactly it was in his career, but Ben Simmons as Bear Times and did this interview with Mark Zumoff who used to be the Sixers play-by-play guy and everyone loves Mark Zumoff, like super affable, you know, the, you can't say a bad word about the guy. But he went on his podcast and I don't think it got as much attention uh because it, like this was a new podcast i don't know how many people were really listening to it but i remember listening to it because i love zoom off and ben simmons was so like hostile towards him and he it wasn't even like zoom off was grilling him by any means he couldn't he, you know he's their play-by-play guy he, you know he can only go so far um and it was just like ben simmons was giving him nothing to work with and i think it was after the disappointing playoff series as a rookie uh when the sixers lost to the celtics and like simmons was terrible in that series And so I was already kind of out on them as a player. And I saw this too. And I'm like, this is just not the makeup of like star player face of the franchise, a guy you, you really want to root for. So I don't think that's irrelevant. It doesn't mean everything, but it's not just like a total non sequitur
1: right and just to tie a bow just because you're charming doesn't make you michael straight right you know? like to you know to be able to be that persona for the giants um so i'm and maybe he is but i mean i don't know but i'm i'm that's my question um i feel like our questions about the cowboys and the eagles are a little bit obvious so yeah I, I, mean, I don't think we have to spend as much time about them because like we've been kind of spent the last like six months about them about these things um but nevertheless my first question about the eagles is very obvious. It might be everybody's is like, which Jalen hurts is. And I don't even think that's the fair question. Like, because which Jalen hurts implies that there's like a great passer that has existed before. Um, and I'd say that just like, literally, I'm not trying to be funny or, or it's just snarky, but like, true. can Jalen, right. Can, can Jalen hurts show up and be a legit passer? Or is he that like, like it's funny how like Philadelphia is plagued by this like maybe his like deep ball is like Ben Simmons's three-pointer like can he just not do it like is is it impossible for him to to Mm -hmm. like you know be a passer is he just this like confined to running quarterback and and if he is then I think we all I think a lot of people that includes us think that there is a ceiling on his 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 abilities as a quarterback so my question is is that real or or, or have we just not seen enough to this point? I
0: think it's probably real, but it is still a fair question. The Eagles like to talk about they have a very high confidence level and Jalen Hurts reaching his ceiling. But the question always is like, okay, but what is the ceiling? Like, what do you actually think that ceiling is? Because I think a lot of people, like you said, don't think it's super high. And I think there's fair reason to believe that. I was just talking to Jimmy about this on BGN Radio, RJ. Jalen Hurts threw over the middle last year according to the football outsiders almanac 10% of the time that is the fewest in the NFL the league average i believe was 22% like that it's so extreme that he can't use the middle of the field and like this stuff about him you know oh he gets better every year or, like i mean does he really if he's only using the field like 10% like and how much better is that going to get because you look at someone like russell wilson and that hasn't really gotten better for him now he's you know been able to have quite the career without that um, but I, I just kind of question and, and that's the other thing. It's it's not like just like what is the ceiling? It's it's like, okay, people think he can get better. Sure. But like how much better? Because it can't be marginally. Mm. Jalen Hurts needs to make a significant improvement in 2022. If he only improves marginally, that's not good enough. Like he has to be good enough to the point where the Eagles are actually not only competitive, but again, able to beat good teams, which is they did not do at all in 2021. And like, I just think of you know, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and I'll even put Lamar in there and, you know, Brady, whatever, Roger, all the top quarterbacks Dak, like Hertz is not in that level. He just clearly isn't right now. It doesn't mean he can't get there, but like, you can't just be ride or die with this kind of, you know, 12th best quarterback at best or like, you know, like he has to be legit, legit good. And I'm just worried that people are kind of willing to settle for less um that's a whole nother topic but i just feel like people lie to themselves and be like well we don't need a good quarterback we don't need an elite quarterback we can win without that it's like well you'll probably only believe that because you don't have an elite quarterback um but yeah that's my concern he's He's Jimmy Garoppolo that like that it never
1: happened for like or he's that's what he's facing like he's like Jimmy never became you know a third Jimmy shout out by the way here Um never never became like an elite passer like he had qualities people maintain that he has them again okay, I'm not saying like their play style similar but like it, like there was a clear and it's obvious like opposite, that he really. never broke
0: like Jimmy only passes them. over the middle of the field right
1: right <laughs> right right. but I, I, you get my point like that's like they have a very clear and obvious limit to their potential um and we're we're about to either like further define that or he's going to break through it by the way um you brought up russell uh you didn't respond when i you brought up slack a little while ago did you see the thing i slacked you on monday about russell
0: um i don't know if i did probably not he
1: released he released a hype video russell did big shock here and um you in it this. the videos the videos maybe i forgot yeah. to um, so I'll, let me just describe it to you because this is actually even better. So he released a hype video. It's him like, you know, working out, you know, whatever this and that. He's wearing his like Broncos country, let's ride gear. And he has these like awesome cleats. I'm I'm sure there's like a cool name for them. It's not my thing. But um, so there's like a specific zoom in on the back right of, of the back of, of the right cleat. And there's a Lombardi trophy like sewn on like, like in threading. And next to it is the the ver- the words. Or the, it's actually fourth, like the number four TH, fourth coming soon. Mm dot 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 the denver broncos have three super bowl titles in franchise history um so you know uh it's it's just i'm i'm a big believer in, in manifesting and in, in envisioning things and um you know i'm i'm all about that first foot forward. And I, I, don't, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I know marching bands. They, they teach my, 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 my cousin told me in marching band, you learn to take your first step with the left foot. But, but for me, it's, it's the right foot because I want to get off on the right start. And, and so I, I put that on my right cleat so I can envision it every single day. Uh, you know, right, right foot forward. Fourth coming soon i I know I've only won one, but uh you know uh it could it could be my second and and the franchise is fourth, and um you know that's that's why I hear here, but that's why we're here we I love this game and i'm I'm just so privileged to 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 get to do this and so um you know and I, and after the fourth we'll, we'll be chasing the fifth and uh you know I'm not trying to be leBron James out here and, and counting because I know that the stories you guys are right but but uh but that's what we're here to do in two thousand
0: twenty two broncos And the Seahawks never been in the (laughs) NFC East, but somehow Russell Wilson comes up more than any other player, probably maybe. And then even in the division on this podcast. So there we go.
1: Um, Your biggest question about the Eagles?
0: Uh, I guess, you know, since you took the Hurts thing, which is obvious, and I do think – it's very important how he performs in training camp. You can't just be like, "Well, it doesn't matter." You know, he—it's we have to see how he looks in the games. It's not—it doesn't only matter how he performs in training camp, but how how he does perform is totally set t- uh, table setting for the season. Um, my other biggest question, I guess, I'll if I'll flip it. There's really two big concerns with the Eagles' R.J. It's Jalen Hurts and it's Jonathan Gannon because just like I talk about the Eagles not beating a good team in 2021, which had a lot to do, I think, with the quarterback at some level, and also to do with the defense because the defense. Got absolutely destroyed any time they played a quarterback who wasn't Taylor Heineke or Zach Wilson or freaking Garrett Gilbert or uh, who's the uh, Trevor Simeon. So you know you can only glean so much from training camp practices, but there's more talent on this team defensively. There is thought that Jonathan Gannon is going to show more three four looks, especially with the Hassan Reddick addition. And then adding Jordan Davis in there too. So will we see that in practice? Will we be seeing different looks schematically? Will we see the defense, you know, making plays, having a good camp? Again, I think I would argue they're, you know, at a disadvantage when you you can't actually rust the passer or press and things like that, uh, especially against a mobile quarterback in practice. But basically, are we seeing more of the defense and you know, are we getting a good feeling about it going into the season? I guess is what I would say.
1: I mean, big influx of talent. Right. I mean, like is and that's like an, another question is like, is Jordan Davis going to be like the like draft God that like a lot of people thought he was? And I mean, I, I don't think it's fair to expect a ton from him as a rookie, but still, um, you know, does James Bradbury make a difference? Is Darius Slave, you know, continue his like rise in in, a, in an Eagles uniform? There's a lot there. I mean, like, yeah. And, and, you know, that's still where the most difficult battle is. If you're an Eagles fan or Eagles rooter or Eagles staff or whatever is the most difficult job you have is stopping the Dallas Cowboys offense in the division. And so can you do that consistently? Because you haven't really the last few times you've played them, whether it was Dak Prescott or even Andy Dalton or whatever. So
0: yeah. what's your biggest question about the Cowboys?
1: Well, no. This, I went first with Washington no. and you went second. And then you went first with New York and then I went second and then I went first. We're kind of snaking you. Mm. So, like, you've got to snake back and you go first. Well, there. I was
0: asking you to buy time, but I guess I will go with what I Oh, well,
1: I'll buy time and say that um, I have it, though. You know, I Well, okay. Whenever. i going to buy time, but it's up to you. Yeah, you
0: I, I'm going to stick with it. I was going to think if I could think of something else, but does the bad vibe offseason continue in a training camp? Do we continue to see evidence of, like, Things are not pointing in the right direction heading into the regular season. That could be um, a number of different things. Could be players, I don't know, getting into fights like often or arrested or a bunch of injuries piling up or McCarthy has some embarrassing moment or like there could be a lot of different ways that goes. I don't know what I'm envisioning specifically. Maybe it's like Dak kind of not having the best camp of his career, like different things like that. Uh, The offensive, like this is, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy replacing, uh, Leo Collins, um, like, like, is he like, you know, is he having a terrible training camp practice one day? Does the bad vibe off season for the Cowboys continue into training camp?
1: You know, I actually asked a question, um, what was earlier today for me, but yesterday for the listeners on the seven five Oh, and it, and it was how how are the Cowboys going to sell this? Like, how are they going to spin this? Like they always kind of, I mean, every team has like, their like opening ceremonies at training camp and Jerry kind of takes the mic and it's kind of like, like, what are you like selling here? You know what I mean? Like, like what what are you coming out and like putting a ribbon in front of to cut? You know, it's just like, it's a difficult like kind of product to sell. Um, It feels like um, you ever seen jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Well,
0: that's a big movie. Great yeah. Joke. Too long.
1: That's okay. It's a, it's from our childhood though like it's a different like i understand if i wrong. asked you like have you seen the movie that came out last week anyway the Thor, premise uh, of the movie is, is good. the premise of the movie is arnold schwarzenegger is looking for a turbo man action figure that's what his son wants more than anything for christmas so he's like looking looking it's sold out whatever uh, but everywhere he goes there's no turbo man um, but they, they have uh, plenty of Booster, who is like Turbo Man sidekick, which is this like big, uh, fluffy, pink, like Bunny Man sort of thing. And so like every time he goes to a store, they're like, we don't have any Turbo Man, but we have plenty of Booster. And everybody's like, ah, oh, nobody wants Booster. Booster sucks. And so like I kind of feel like right now the Cowboys have a store of boosters. You know what I mean? Like who – so like how are you getting people hyped up to buy these things? Um, and so to your point, yeah, like it. Ta- I think that all it takes is – I think that some of the like – Cowboys goes away with camp beginning and like football coming back and you know highlight reels of CD making catches and things like that but I do think that it's such a sensitive time that the first whiff of negative sends a spiraling back down and, and into those emotions right it's, it's the first like trigger uh, of like the, the you know how we were scarred over the last few months and so it's like oh no oh man I mean like to put in context the type of crazy things that happen at Cowboys training camp um, the other day I, uh, I did a radio show interview and somebody brought up my Twitter header. Have you ever looked at my Twitter header photo? If you haven't,
0: it's you and Jerry really Jones, right?
1: Yeah. And so that day, I don't know if you recall this, Brandon, uh, maybe you didn't like pay fully att- pay total attention to it Cause you know, it's a busy time. Um, while the Cowboys were at training camp in 2017, I think, um, uh, might've been 18, um, uh, I think it was 17 lucky whitehead was accused of, I think it was like a robbery of a gas station, um, where he was from and the Cowboys cut him I mean they, they had all sorts of like issues going on in their team but it was like we don't stand for us, you know <laughs> right. he, he was like the the player they could make an example of all and, and it was really like obvious that they were trying to make an example of him when they had other players who had other issues on Brandy, their team Greg, and so Greg just kind point, of ultimately yeah, well, it ultimately highlighted the their, like, hypocrisy as as opposed to if they had just done nothing. But so they make this big old to-do about cutting Lucky whitehead. And um, it's only to find out that it was a case of mistaken yeah. identity, that it actually <laughs> wasn't you lucky. You showed him. And so... <laughs> and so that that moment in my Twitter header is Jerry meeting the media and I, he was steaming. I mean, like he was so upset because he was like, you know, you guys always criticize us for not, you know, coming down harsh enough on these players. We finally did it. And it's like, dude, this blew up in your face. Now like, it's just the media it just it. So, right. So like my point is like that kind of stuff happens at camp. So like all it takes is one of those sort of things um, to send all of this back into some sort of like downward spiral. The Cowboys are scrimmaging with not one but two different teams. Have you ever heard of a team scrimmaging two the different Eagles, teams? The Eagles
0: just did it last year, so yeah, and they're doing it again this okay, year, well, so yeah.
1: I feel like it's still a rarity. Like well, you know, it, it maybe it's a new thing because they don't want to play right. their
0: players in the preseason games.
1: Right. Right, um, so I'm interested to see how that goes. I mean, you know, it's interesting to kind of see how things coalesce. That's a good question. I mean, it it really is. Can I think? I would amend your question to say, can they withstand whatever future bad vibes come their way? Because they it will come. Like it's football. You know what I mean? Um, so that's a good question. Congratulations. How do you feel about you've um, liked a couple of them getting congratulated? By me? What's yours? Well, um, I I guess is like, I really just want to see like, how, how serious is, is this? Like, I mean, and I'm not expecting like dudes to be like, you know, sprinting with all their might at every single moment, but like, you know, who, who, who feels the intensity here, you know, because this is an intense thing. Like, like, right. Like who, who feels the heat, I guess, who, who, who who's looking like they recognize that there is a lot on the line here. Um, and, my i'll add like who other than mike mccarthy potentially because if if we're lining up like people whose whose heads will roll if the season does not go well he's at the very top right and obviously his staff is a subsequent result of that but like what what is the energy from everybody else in that sense like does everybody recognize that they are like as a team the team is on a slippery slope and if they don't get their proverbial act together then you know a lot of changes could happen over the next year
0: which player because we all talk about mccarthy you know it's become so coach-centric that i feel like the players almost get lost in this like which player would you say is facing the most pressure heading into this training camp which cowboys player
1: i think it has to be zeke um just because like you know like and, and it depends how you define pressure but like pressure with regards to like his job you know being lost and, and by law, like they'll probably cut him, right? Like, because they they can. Stephen Jones even said in the day that the, the NFL draft ended, you know, they were looking at running back and he said, you know, you're always looking ahead. Tony Pollard's going to be a free agent. Zeke's making a lot of money. That was his exact line. Um, it's uh, for, first of all, it's like, Stephen, I wonder why. Like, well, how did that happen? You know, but um, there's no way to know. So they, right, they clearly recognize that, right? And I mean, if they do move on from McCarthy, I mean, I I think they'll move on from Zeke independent of that, just because of the finances involved. But I think if they move on from McCarthy on top of that, I think it becomes part of this like culture reset, right? Like we're resetting new wave, new energy, you know, with Dak as kind of the center of it all. Cause again, Dak's not going anywhere, whatever. So I think I think it's Zeke. Like they and it's it's more than just the finances, it's more than the McCarthy. It's that they want to be able to run the ball. And they not only want to be able to run the ball, they want to be able to run the ball with Zeke. Can you do it? Can you? Can you stop the skid where you continue to see your, you know, your average yards per game diminish each and every single year of your career? Can you truly put an end to that? Cause it doesn't seem likely at this point in time. So I think the answer is definitely. C. Okay. Wow. Lots of questions. That's eight different questions that we just asked. Wow. It's
0: exciting times exciting RJ. Times. It's, it's the beginning of the season. If, you don't believe that's true well you're wrong training camp is the canonical beginning there's so many times although i say that i need to make fun of football is back how many times do people say football is back during a given off season because you say it for training camp uh, say it for like the preseason game training training regular, camp, preseason, season regular season in. but i feel like it even
1: and then if if not regular season the home opener So like if you open on the road then it's like the home opener as well um yeah no it's like i i would actually I've, I've reworded a lot of your points today i would reword this one as saying like how many times do people say like this is the footballiest time of the year this is the, this is the greatest football week of the year greatest fo- greatest football moment of the year like there's a lot of football rules like that's just like we can just admit that like football's the best i mean so wow um my last question as we wrap um back to food where we started this what football seasonal food are you most looking forward to this year so like something that you typically only eat during football Mm. season and you can associate that with football or associate it with like the
0: weather and the time of year that football season runs through. i mean i'm a sucker for all the pumpkin kind of stuff like uh you know there's these little i don't even know what they're called but there's these little pumpkin snacks that are almost like soft it's not a gingerbread cookie because those are like hard but it's like a soft kind of cookie thing i feel like they they only come out seasonally i don't know what even what they're called i get my mom to pick me up some of the grocery store because i can't even find them where i am but there's always a bunch by her so something simple like that i like i like that uh pumpkin cheesecake again i said that earlier in the show you can try one of those maybe as your gateway to uh pumpkin pie proper i think uh trader joe's has those a lot of good finds at trader joe's uh what about you
1: i I'm looking forward to a good bowl of chili. Do You know what I mean? Like it has gotta be like that's. I'm, well, I'm still a while from a while from that. Like, cause I I like it to be cold outside. Like not just cool. You know what I mean? I was actually I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. Looking forward to butternut squash. Just it, however you want to incorporate it into your meal. Butternut squash. Hmm. Butternut squash soup. You know what I'd like to? You know what I've never had that I think would be really good. I've never had onion soup, and I want to eat like it. A French I want to like, out an well so i want to eat onion soup, but i want to hollow out an onion and like another ad like, that isn't using the soup and then put the soup <laughs> like in a bread bowl like, have you ever had that like with that an sound onion like it would be no awesome? i
0: haven't had that no one has ever had that it's Dude, not a that, real thing
1: let's how is that not a real thing that has to be a real thing like you put it maybe this is what i'm envisioning intense. um you put the you put the onions the hollowed out onions in like a cookie tin and um you pour the soup in and then you, you sprinkle some cheese on there you bake it for like five minutes get the cheese nice and crusty about, like, on French top of it firm up now. the onions a bit dude this sounds awesome i just invented something i mean that sounds really great
0: so i the guy who doesn't basically know what soups are at least certain kinds who says gazpacho all the time when he means jambalaya i'm not
1: a big soup fan like honestly. you shouldn't be you're from uh, texas the episode... you don't
0: need soup down there it's too I know. warm
1: the episode of Seinfeld, the like the soup one or whatever, like oh, soup they for eat you. so many soups in that episode. Well, they eat so many soups in that episode. They're like, I would never try. Like, I just like, I like, I love chicken tortilla soup. That's about it. Chicken noodle, eh. potato, eh. broccoli, cheddar. The eh. soup
0: is like a onion though. A, oh, I mean, you have to try a French onion soup, but you seem to not know because you never, you haven't commented on me saying it one time. Uh, I don't think yeah, see, mad. that's why I know you're avoiding it. Uh, Love a baked potato soup. So good. So like, I like a creamy kind of soup more than like a brothy, like thin, like, like let's just say a, a traditional chicken noodle. I mean, that's nice when you're sick and that's like a nice little thing to have. Um, but if you're not, I want to, I need some, something creamy. Uh, yeah. Give me a baked potato soup. Wawa actually, RJ has a really good baked potato soup. I have eaten like a family size, one of those things, huge uh, one time just for Thanksgiving. Did, did a Wawa Thanksgiving one year uh, and it was a great time.
1: You did it the the night we did the night before we did Friday Football Friday? Yeah, That's yeah, it was like, that. so it was during so,
0: COVID. Yeah, or like, I think fall of 2020. That was 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, so um, it was a great, great um,
1: time. Would you do a sweet potato
0: soup? Uh, I'm not the biggest sweet potato g- uh, guy, um, but I would try it. I'd give it a try.
1: You know, I think if I were, this is my last thing, and then we'll get out of here. If I was a potato, I would hate sweet potatoes. Because I would be like, why do you get to be named sweet potato? You know, like, why can't you be something else? Like, the implication is that I'm not sweet. You know, like, I have sweet qualities and sweet tendencies. Like, you know, why and why do I just have to be a potato? Like, why is there not, like, a characteristic about my taste involved in my name? Like, that, I would feel really, really hindered and limited if I was
0: a potato. You got to give me regular fries, though, over sweet potato fries. Sweet potato fries, I don't think, are trash. Um, But, like, if you get – if you just say fries and you don't specify sweet potato fries – And i'm expecting regular fries and you give me sweet potato fries that's devastating you can't have that happen you have to be upfront about it
1: i agree i agree i like sweet potato fries if i'm using like a sourdough bun you know because then the meal is like somewhat sweet inherently so um yeah all right um shout out to cheesecake sweet potato soup onion soup onions in general um alex erickson and uh BLG for uh carrying the show by myself probably himself and I ran to the restroom real quick I've had a lot of coffee today if that isn't obvious uh so Brandon the last eight words belong to you because we had eight questions ready set go well RJ I think it's only right that we end this in dramatic
0: fashion Your voice
1: wow